0: think it's becoming just a little bit clearer to those with eyes or ears why former FBI Director James Comey did not prosecute Hillary Clinton for her egregious misuse of classified information in the lead-up to the 2016 presidential election. As it turns out, wild, breaking stuff today. Apparently, according to reports, the FBI uncovered Russian bribery of the Clintons in 2009. 2009. And the Department of Justice, as well as the FBI, kind of sat on this information for about four more years and then did not exactly cry its barbaric Europe from the rooftops in order to reveal its investigations. And this is part of a whole clusterfrag. Corruption orbiting the FBI like moon rocks around Saturn. Recently released documents show that James Comey exonerated Hillary Clinton before the extensive investigation into her email conduct had finished. Just astonishing. And I quote, Mr. Comey even circulated an early draft statement to select members of senior FBI leadership, according to Town Hall. See what that means? Investigation is not over. And Comey is there circulating a draft statement about how she's not guilty to FBI leadership. This is absolutely astounding. So the president of Judicial Watch, Tom Filton, said that Christopher Wray, he is uh, the new FBI director who replaced James Comey after Trump fired him, defended the secrecy on this Russian dossier. You remember this Russian dossier about... um, Trump being in a hotel room formerly occupied by the Obamas and having Russian prostitutes urinate on the bed, all kinds of crazy stuff. So the new FBI director defended the secrecy on this dossier, and the FBI has delayed providing information to Senate requests, no fewer than three times. Obstruction of justice? You be the judge. Somebody has to. Judicial Watch has also recently caught the FBI actually hiding documents related to the Clinton-Lynch tarmac meeting. You know, the one where <sighs> Lynch met with uh, Bill Clinton and they talked about their grandchildren, apparently, while Lynch's DOJ was investigating Hillary Clinton. Well, the FBI said, well, there's no documents. They said, oh, well, we might have found some. Looky lad, checked under the catch. There we go. The head of the FBI is overseeing the investigation into the, the Las Vegas shooting. It's a Comey appointee, and it is an unbelievable keystone cops on steroids clusterfuck of intergalactic incompetence. <sighs> Did you know that the FBI met Las Vegas killer's girlfriend, Marilu Danley, at LAX and sneaked her out? in a wheelchair, and they're releasing no pertinent information relative to this investigation. Just astonishing. Now, of course, as you know, after Trump was elected, he fired Comey as director of the FBI. So, subsequent to that, Comey sat down to face a congressional hearing, and Comey stated, under oath... That he himself, James Comey, had actually leaked classified information to the press. Now that's a crime, according to my obviously amateur outside view. Leaking classified information to the press, I've seen people go to jail for much, much less. Nope, not going to start rapping. Oh, it'll come back one day, though, when you're at least ready for it. lot of scandals going on. That was... uh, was happening. So when Mueller was FBI director, Mueller's in charge of the current endless uh, probe into the Trump Russia collusion to take the election and so on, uh, that, which is basically just economically destroying a whole bunch of employees at the White House by uh, causing them to raid their children's college funds in order to pay lawyers to fight off this investigation. But um, so so Mueller really really keen on investigating this Trump Russia link, not quite as much keen on investigating other things when he was FBI director, and the FBI has a, a pretty wretched history these days. So if we go back to two thousand and seven, it was discovered that a bunch of top Bush administration officials used an RNC server to send and receive their emails, which violates the Presidential Records Act. And they did this while conducting official business, and afterwards, millions of the self-same emails, which must be preserved, were actually deleted. Yes, I'm not sure if it was bleach bit, but it was some kind of server wipe that occurred. 2010 to 2013, I've talked about this on this show before, there was the IRS targeting with the IRS selecting and then delaying or denying this tax-exempt status from conservative groups. And this basically barred them or blocked them from participating in the 2012 election. And then Lois Lerner of the IRS invoked her Fifth Amendment privilege against self-incrimination. She has recently, well, nothing's going to happen to her, for reasons I think are pretty clear as we go forward. 2010, what was colloquially called the fast and the furious. So this was an alcohol, tobacco and firearms uh, program pursued for reasons that escape me. And what this uh, allowed was for over 2,000 guns to be purchased in the U.S. completely illegally. And then they were walked into Mexico and ended up in the hands of criminals. One of these weapons was used to murder border agent Brian Terry in 2010, and it was used by a member of a Mexican cartel. So government allowed guns to be bought, walked across the border, ended up being used by criminals to kill a border patrol guard. Not great. In 2012, the Department of Justice seized the communications uh, of AP reporters, uh, illegally, by the way, And uh, these were um, communications that were sent back and forth during April and May of 2012. And this allowed the Department of Justice to figure out journalists' confidential sources, to unmask these confidential sources. Astonishing stuff. It doesn't sound that big a deal relative to the other stuff, but if sources don't have any guarantee of anonymity and confidentiality, then massive amounts of information are not going to make it to the public. The Clinton Foundation, 2009 to 2013. Now, this is during the time when, of course, Hillary Clinton was Secretary of State. The Clinton Foundation and and Bill Clinton were paid in speaking fees and gifts from countries and so on. They were paid millions and millions of dollars. And they were given these gifts of millions of dollars with countries bound up in matters requiring State Department approval. Now, of course, some of these countries, ties to terrorism, massive human rights abuses, and seems to be some pretty significant evidence that the funds that were supposed to go to the Clinton Foundation seemed to have been hived off and diverted to slightly less charitable causes, such as, uh, well the wedding of Chelsea Clinton, in 2010. Talked about this before, the Russian uranium deal. This spans from 2009 to 2013. So the State Department, under Hillary Clinton, approved a deal that allowed a Russian company to end up controlling one-fifth of America's uranium mining production capacity. Now, after this company gained control of 20% of America's Uranium mining production capacity, well, wouldn't you know, millions of dollars flowed in donations to the Clinton Foundation from just about everyone and their dog associated with the transaction. 2009 to 2013, talked about this again before, just a reminder, a briefer. Clinton's handling of confidential information during her entire tenure of secret- as Secretary of State, Hillary Clinton found a way to, whoop, sidestep, the Freedom of Information Act, by using a private email server set up in her toilet and her barn to conduct all of this official government business, and sent and received classified information, uh, top secret and and above sometimes, over a non-secure system, which was described as extremely reckless and uh, seems to be obviously illegal. So Mueller didn't pursue the actual law in a lot of these cases. And there is this perception, which I've talked about before, that the system of law in the United States has turned into this very strange net, you see. The net which catches little fish but lets the big fish swim free. So there are laws for the political elite, not just on the left, but also on the right, as we talked about with the Bush email scandals from 2007. Laws for those who have a lot of political power and a lot of political pull. The aristocracy of pull, as Rand used to say, those are the laws or the lack of laws, and then there are the laws for everyone else. So do you have some understanding as to why the political elites on both the left and the right did not want Trump to get in? When he talked about draining the swamp, he was talking about draining the swamp where they buried the bodies. You understand? Once you've got the body and the cause of death, then all you have to do is establish motive, means and opportunity and you can get yourself a conviction but it is a hell of a thing to do to expose this level and depth of corruption. So, with that wee bit of backstory, let's turn to what came out just now. So, 2010, the Obama administration and Hillary Clinton's State Department approved this deal, which gave Moscow control of 20% of American uranium. So, before that approval, before that approval occurred, the FBI had gathered together detailed and substantial evidence that Russian nuclear industry officials were bribing, were offering kickbacks, were extorting people, and laundering money. Why? Well, Putin wanted to grow his atomic energy business, especially inside the United States. And this level of detail was absolutely astonishing. So there was a confidential U.S. witness who worked deep within the Russian nuclear industry. He gathered Financial records. Uh, he 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 was wired and made secret recordings and intercepted emails. This is all the way back to two thousand and nine, and the reveal was that Moscow had infiltrated and compromised an American trucking company. And it doesn't sound that important, but it was the trucking company that ended up being responsible for transporting all this uranium around. It's a big security issue. So Russia had infiltrated and compromised this trucking company. It bribes and kickbacks and so on. And uh, this was in clear violation of the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act. This is according to court documents, FBI documents, fairly incontrovertible. The FBI also had eyewitness, an eyewitness account. And this was thoroughly backed up by documents, which showed that the nuclear officials from Russia had routed millions of dollars designed to benefit Bill Clinton, former President Bill Clinton's Charitable Foundation. All of this during the time that Hillary Clinton was Secretary of State. And that, of course, the State Department provided the decision the Russians wanted to end up with the Russians being able to control all of this uranium. Absolutely wild stuff. Now, according to documents, this shakedown, these bribes, this money laundering, all of this racketeering stuff was conducted, and I quote, with the consent of higher level officials, end quote, uh, Russian officials, who, quote, shared the proceeds, end quote, from these kickbacks. This is according to an affidavit from an agent years later. So this is all known. This is all known. Now, enough information seems to have been gathered by 2010 to bring charges. Didn't happen. Did not happen. You see, everybody's so concerned about Russian interference. 2010, they had them by the Short and the The Department of Justice... Just continue to investigate and investigate and gather and investigate for how long? Four more years. Which means that of course, the American voters and, and Congress didn't know about all of this corruption flowing from Russia's desire to control American uranium. Now, there are there were two major decisions regarding all of this stuff that was made while Congress and the American public was largely in the dark about the corruption that had been been uncovered. The first decision, this is October of 2010, the State Department and the Committee on Foreign Investment in the United States approved, unanimously approved, a partial sale of a Canadian mining company, which was called Uranium One, to this Russian nuclear agency Rosatom, which, again, gave Moscow control over, actually it was more than 20% of America's uranium. Now, this was reported on and repeated by Trump and a lot of other people, myself included, during the campaign season in 2016. And Hillary Clinton's spokesman, said that, oh no, Hillary Clinton was not involved in the committee review, and said that the State Department official who handled it said she, quote, never intervened, end quote, on any Committee on Foreign Investments in the United States matter. Just astonishing, astonishing stuff. Well, I guess not that astonishing. So, according to a person who worked on the case, here's a quote. The Russians were compromising American contractors in the nuclear industry with kickbacks and extortion threats, all of which raised legitimate national security concerns. And none of that evidence got aired before the Obama administration made those decisions. Now, this is according to someone who spoke to The Hill, but spoke on condition of anonymity for clear and obvious reasons uh, fear of not only the Americans, but also. ...the Russians. So this whole investigation... ...who was ultimately in charge of it? So there was a U.S. attorney... ...named Rod Rosenstein. Now he was an Obama appointee... ...and now he is President Trump's... deputy attorney general. Who else? Well, the assistant FBI director at the time... ...Andrew McCabe, who is now... ...the deputy FBI director... ...under Trump. So both of these men are key and central into the investigation slash witch hunt slash cover-up, in my opinion, into this collusion between Russia and Donald Trump's campaign during the 2016 election cycle. So McCabe is under Congressional and Justice Department Inspector General investigation. Why? Well, his wife's Virginia State Senate campaign accepted, this is back in 2015, accepted from now-Virginia Governor Terry McAuliffe a lot of money to pursue her campaign at a time when McAuliffe was reportedly under investigation by the FBI. So this current Russia collusion case, well, there's a lot of connections to what's been going on before. So the probe, one of the probes began in 2009 when Robert Mueller was still FBI director. Now he's the special counsel in charge of the Trump case. And this investigation ended in late 2015. That's under the direction of James Comey, who then was, of course, FBI director, the one who Trump fired earlier this year. So Uranium One, remember, was sold to the Russian megacorpore or mega entity regarding um nuclear power so there were nine shareholders in uranium one uranium one needed approval from hillary's state department in order to complete this transaction because of course uranium is such a sensitive substance so were nine nine shareholders in uranium one those nine shareholders well (laughs) funny story not funny story they ended up providing more than $145 million in donations to the Clinton Foundation before the State Department approved of the sale. Just astounding. So the Clintons, or the Clinton Foundation, took close to $150 million from these Uranium One officials. And then the deal was approved by Hillary Clinton's State Department. Now, the Clintons did not report these donations. And there was a memorandum of understanding that Hillary Clinton signed with the Obama administration when she became Secretary of State. And she said, she promised, she said, I pinky swear that I'm going to disclose to everyone publicly all donations received during the time that she was Secretary of State. Well, who hasn't had a day when they've conveniently forgot to report almost $150 million in money, which you're supposed to report, because it might reveal potential conflict of interest. Now, Senator John Barrasso, the Republican from Wyoming, told Greta Van Susteren that the deal Hillary approved of, which essentially gave Putin control and ownership of over 20% of U.S. uranium, is important for a number of reasons, but also, perhaps most important, is that Russia sells uranium to countries not entirely aligned with the United States' interests, to put it as nicely as humanly possible, including Iran. Iran. So what the hell is going on? But this is what I see from the outside. It's not proven. This is just what I see. Just about everyone who was implicated in this russian corruption case like the one back in uh 2009 and onwards all the people who were implicated in failing to notify failing to pursue failing to prosecute failing to tell congress the american people all of the people involved in that are now in key positions in the investigation of the trump russia collusion do you see how this works once Trump got in, the fear, I assume, that Trump, uh, Trump's DOJ under Sessions was going to find out about this and was going to try and figure out what was going on. It's a kill or be killed situation here. Either you bleed people dry and drive them from office with endless investigations or they're going to start looking into what happened under your watch. Not eight years ago. So this Trump-Russia hoax, you know... <laughs> So many, so many times among Democrats, among leftists, so many times, almost it's become a, a law of gravity. Whatever they're accusing you of, they're the ones actually doing it. It's what gives such peculiar energy and persistence to this mania. So, this Trump Russia, ooga-booga, scare story, why? Well, there was real Russian collusion. The Clinton Foundation, Uranium One, and a lot of administrators in the Obama administration, well, worked on, helped, oversaw, or covered up the facilitation of this deal. Is there any objectivity in the investigation of President Trump? What happens if these former heads of agencies end up being investigated themselves? What happens? Is there any objectivity or rule of law or morality left in the republic at all? And where the hell is the mainstream media in the reporting of this? This wasn't unknown. It was reported on, but very low on the radar. So the mainstream media, dereliction of duty when it comes to the one thing that they're supposed to do, which is to hold up the mirror. And the light to those in power. Speak truth to power. Or, as the saying goes, democracy dies in darkness. Yes, but you're not supposed to be turning off the light so the murder can be more efficient, mainstream media. And this is where things stand. Look at the amount of energy, time, ferocity that is being poured into the Trump Russia collusion. Why? Because I believe if the truth comes out, the Democrats and their lackeys and those in power are revealed as who and what they are for all time. And that is an eventuality that tens of millions of people in America desperately do not want. They need the leftist narrative to continue because of their dependence on state power. And I'm not just talking about the poor. I'm talking about the entire military-industrial complex. This is late empire stuff. This is banana republic stuff. This stuff needs to be exposed and dealt with. And anybody who's not out there talking about this is part of what keeps the eyes of the republic averted from the real swamp creatures inhabiting its innards. Let's turn on the light. Let's see what's there. And let's not stop.